Is it possible to bring common sense back to politics? My guest today is trying. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. Canadian politics has become so robotic. Every candidate sounds exactly the same. They talk in sound bites and rehearsed talking points. They don't say what they mean, they don't say what they believe in, or what they believe is possible. Instead, they repeat poll-tested phrases and safe topics, talk about safe topics where they think everyone agrees with them. This was painfully obvious in the last federal election. There were hardly any differences between the main candidates who were running for prime minister. They all fundamentally believed the same thing. They believed in the status quo when it came to big government, government knows best, government can spend forever without any consequences on policy positions, and then when it came to social issues, they all believed the same woke, socially leftist ideas and beliefs. My guest today is different though. He is a familiar face because he has a very large following on social media out in Victoria. He's built a huge audience and a brand as a common sense pundit, as well as an independent journalist. In fact, he is a member of the Independent Press Gallery of Canada. He's been a guest on the show before, and I'm really excited uh, to have him on today and to talk about his latest venture and the the latest thing that he is up to now. So joining me today is Aaron Gunn, who is running for leader of the British Columbia Liberal Party. Yeah, that's right, the Liberal Party. Uh, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Candice. And I might add uh, the hopefully soon to be renamed BC Liberal Party. Well, it's interesting because I'm from BC as well. And my first job in politics, my first experience on a political campaign uh, was with the BC Liberals. I'm dating myself a little bit, but it was back in 2005. And I was working in um, the constituency office of Gordon Campbell, who was the uh, premier at the time. And I, I didn't know much about partisan politics and left and right and, and the differences between the liberal and conservative parties. Uh, but I, I definitely understood that it was a it was sort of a coalition uh, party. And I think that Gordon Campbell was more on the conservative side, whereas it seems like the people that are running the party today have pulled the party much more to the left and are m- maybe perhaps more aligned with the federal liberals. But before we get into the sort of nuances of the liberal party, Tell us first, Aaron, why, why did you decide to go into politics? You know, you, you have a great career, you're, you're, you know, have a huge following on social media, you produce great videos, you have an entire series. Um, so why did you decide to take the jump into partisan politics? Well, I think it goes back to the last provincial election. Uh, I was sitting there like lots of British Columbians watching the debate on my television screen. And it just became so obvious to me. You mentioned the, the recent federal election that there weren't any true alternatives being articulated to voters. There wasn't real options uh, being placed before them. And I think you saw that reflected in in the historically low voter turnout in the last British Columbian election. And a lot of conservatives specifically just stayed home or even voted for kind of the this uh, Mickey Mouse BC conservative party that's, that's basically run out of someone's garage. So I think there was a lot of frustration and to me, that's a kind of democratic deficit where you don't have real choices and, and, and voters feel that everybody is kind of the same. So with the large platform that I had built up, obviously, I saw an opportunity to present something different, to give people a different choice and to actually articulate a, a different vision uh, that doesn't try to paper over our differences with the NDP and the left, but actually provides um, a different way of doing things and, and giving voters that option. That's great. And so tell us then why, why did you choose the Liberal Party? We talked about it a little bit about how, you know, you might change the name and how the, 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 the Liberal Party 
historically wasn't part of the federal liberal brand, but now nowadays they're sort of aligned more. So, so you know, why would you decide to join the Liberal Party instead of, say, you know, create your own independent party, do something more uh, independent like what we've seen from Maxime Bernier or the Maverick Party in Alberta? Why, why did you decide to go to this establishment political party? I think because, well, political parties to me are just are just vehicles at the end of the day. They're vehicles for ideas, they're vehicles for, for principles and, and for visions. Uh, it's a lot easier to, to, to use and come into an existing political party than starting one from scratch in our, in our first past the post. You mentioned some upstart parties on the federal scene, and obviously they've had varying degrees of success. But as far as reflected in, in seats and political power, it's... It, definitely an uphill battle to say the least. So the BC Liberals, you know, since the collapse of the social credit in the 1990s, they've been the main anti-NDP alternative. The majority of people voting for them are actually federal conservative voters. And uh, because of that, I think it's, and they're the official opposition. And because of all those reasons, I think it is a, a great opportunity to, to come in and present uh, those members, the majority of whom are conservatives with, with that different vision. And, um, you kind of mentioned that they're drifting towards more of a Trudeau liberal brand, but I don't think the membership is. I don't think the voters are that vote for that party. There's a couple people at the top of the party where that's would likely drag it, and they're allowed to think that, and that's why we have a leadership race. And I'm presenting an alternative saying that uh, I don't think so. I think we need to go in the opposite direction and actually provide a real alternative instead of just becoming NDP light. And so you, you mentioned that there's a couple people at the top that, that, that they're the ones that have sort of shifted the party, but the, but the base is different. So can you tell us a little bit about the Liberal Party and its culture? Like what, 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 what do they stand for? What are their beliefs? Uh, are they the common sense party in British Columbia? And you know, wh- why do you think that you can do a better job leading it than, than, than anyone else? Well, the, the answer was almost within your question there, Candace. I think one of the, the biggest problem right now with the BC Liberal Party is they have no identity. They don't know what they stand for. They were created in the late 1990s where there was a different issue set. There were different political fault lines and there was a different political zeitgeist uh, around which which issues were important, which issues you had to speak to. Since then, things have changed dramatically. The federal liberals have changed dramatically. Obviously, you see Trudeau's policies now. Um, You can't even recognize the kind of the governments of Gretchen and Martin in the past. So... um, because of there's been so much political movement. Meanwhile, the BC Liberals are this unstable coalition that was notionally built between federal liberals and federal conservatives. And what I think needs to happen is instead it needs to be a coalition centered around principles. And, and that kind of foundational principle is common sense. I think that the BC Liberals have a lot to be proud of on their economic record when they were in power, as far as limiting the size of government and keeping taxes down. But there's also a lot of things whether it's like the cost of living, whether it's the carbon tax, whether it's uh, kind of the disaster uh, with the, the opioid um, epidemic that, uh, uh, that their policy needs to change on. And that's why I'm putting forward alternatives uh, in this leadership race. And so your, your tagline is uh, bring back common sense. So can, can you give us a couple of examples of um, what an erring gun common sense uh, platform will look like? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So as far as we're concerned, I'm the only one that's even released a platform, which is odd because I was the last one into the race. But uh, it starts with cost of living. Uh, it starts with scrapping the regressive and uh, job killing carbon tax that does nothing for the environment. We're the only candidate that's, that's talking about that issue. There's an insurance monopoly here in BC that has to go. 
um, and uh, you know so many other things. Supporting natural resource development here, whether it's it's forestry, whether it's oil, whether it's it's natural gas. I think we also need to have a serious conversation about uh, fundamental healthcare reform. Um, and and then there's just other things, whether it's education. Uh, look, if you're a university and you're taking taxpayer dollars. Uh, if you don't protect free speech and free expression, you need to lose your funding 100%. And that needs to be a red line uh, that, that uh, that's just clear for everybody to see. Um, so there's lots of different uh, issues about bringing back common sense, but, uh, and, you know, also just getting people back to work. So I think uh, whether it's on the economic side, whether it's on supporting resource development, whether it's the opioid epidemic, uh, we've got a common sense platform that uh, we hope British Columbians of all political stripes uh, can get behind. That's that's exciting. That's great. Uh, those are, again, issues that I don't really hear from political parties. I don't really hear anyone addressing the opioid crisis. They, they The sort of general consensus is just like, let's ignore it and kind of let the activists and the people on the ground who, uh, you know, support this idea of, of safe injection sites or giving... Um, you know, they call it a harm reduction strategy, but what they really do is just put more drugs on the streets and enable people who are dangerously addicted um, to, to, to get more sick. And to me, it shows a, a total lack of dignity um, and a lack of care for, for, for these people in their lives. And for anyone who's lived in a city and had to interact with people like that, it, it, it's, it's, it's clearly not a strategy that, 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 that cares about these people. It doesn't put dignity first. It, it puts sort of trendy uh, political ideas about... Um, you know, uh, extreme freedom in, in the sense that, that people can just literally do whatever they want and the externalities of that, um, you know, d- don't matter. They don't Im- impact communities. It's wrong. And uh, it's, it's refreshing to hear someone talk about it. Uh, I, I'm trying to understand a little bit about this leadership race. So can you tell us about, you know, the other candidates who's running? What is the leadership race? What does it ent- entail? And uh, when when is the vote? When when will we uh, learn who's who's the leader, uh, the next leader of this party? Well, the first thing I'd say is a lot of people come up to me, people that aren't that involved in politics at, during elections, and they say, uh, "How did we end up with these people on the stage right now? How why how are these our choices?" And the answer is uh, because the political parties chose those leaders during leadership races. So this is the time when if you want to get involved in politics and really help shape the, the future of your province or your country, this is the way to do it. Less than 1% of, of Canadians hold memberships in political parties, I believe, um, which really by joining gives you a lot of political power. So what's happening is, is the BC Liberals are picking their leader. The To vote in that leadership race, you need to have a membership, which costs $10, and uh, that gives you the right to vote. Uh, you have to become a member by December 17th, and the vote is online during the first week of February. Uh, I'll be joining six other candidates um, that, uh, I mean, we could give a run through. There's, there's a whole bunch. Uh, there's some, I think, that are, that are better than others. But uh, we have current MLAs, some former MLAs, some that uh, are coming from the business world. So a pretty wide selection of candidates uh, competing for this spot. Um, but from my perspective, everybody else is speaking in those platitudes. Everybody else is kind of buying into that, that woke narrative pushed by the mainstream media. And we're happy to be the, the only candidate that's offering a, a true alternative. I, I saw on social media that some of the other candidates, or at least one, uh, was, was opposing your nomination, that he, he didn't think that you should even be allowed to run as a BC Liberal. Uh, so what do, you, what, what do you say to that kind of 
um, contention? And, and what do you say to those um, sort of in the in the upper echelons of the Liberal Party who, who don't want um, you or, or someone who's an outsider, someone who's independent-minded, um, running for leadership of this party? Look, I understand if you're if you're an outsider coming to a party and and you're bringing in a lot of people, you're bringing in a lot of energy. That's a threat to people on the inside who are who are established, who have that political power, and have kind of um, you know carved out their little little enclave of, of influence. So there's obviously been a lot of pushback because of that within the party, uh, within certain people. The particular politician that you're talking about is Michael Lee, who's someone else who's running who I met at a hockey game, funny enough, and we chatted for 15 minutes and he was talking about how excited he was to have me in the race and the energy that I would bring to the debates. And then one week later, he throws out this kind of ridiculous tweet that says that I shouldn't be allowed to run because of my quote unquote intolerant views. And then despite about 200 people asking him on Twitter what he's even talking about, he failed to even respond or articulate uh, exactly what uh, intolerant views he was talking about. So I think, um, look, I think that's just an example of, of, of one of these uh, same old politicians who say one thing and do another that people are tired, that are tired of. And I think what they're looking for is they're looking for authenticity. They're looking for people that actually have the courage of their convictions. And uh, I think we have enough uh, Michael Lees in the, in the party and we need, uh, we need some fresh blood. That's such a typical politician move, I guess. Uh, one thing, one thing behind closed doors, and one thing in the public. So, uh, what what is your strategy, Aaron? Do you think you can actually win this thing? Yeah, one hundred percent, we do. I mean, at the end of the day, it uh, it comes down to whoever can get the most votes. And uh, the number one way you normally win these leadership races is by signing up new members. Uh, we have by far the largest uh, following of any of the other candidates. I I dare to say we've been drumming up the most interest as well. So uh, what we're going to try to do is reach out to, to all the supporters and people who have watched my videos and supported my videos throughout British Columbia over the past uh, couple years and say, if you agree with me on these big issues, if you're tired of the way things have been going, tired of the NDP, tired of Trudeau, and want to see a, a fundamental change in direction, uh, this is your chance. It's just $10. It gives you the right to vote in the leadership race and uh, also gives you the chance to help be a part of history. So that's what we're trying to do. And uh, more than anything, we want to shake up the political system in BC and start talking about issues that the media and and the NDP have tried to say are off limits now and refuse to talk about. So we're looking to expand that Overton window and uh, have a real debate and a real discussion about the issues that matter to people. That's great, Aaron. And so, uh, what is your what is your vision for the province? What what would British Columbia look like five years from now if? you were successful in leading this party and leading the government, what, what, what would British Columbia look like five, 10 years from now? Well, I think we would have dramatic change. I think obviously it starts with getting the cost of living under control and people back to work. It's, it's, it starts with uh, supporting our resource industries, whether it's oil, natural gas, getting our pipelines built, supporting forestry, having uh, dramatic uh, healthcare reform that brings in more choice, more competition, I think it includes an education, taking the ideology out of the classroom, out of the curriculum, supporting free speech on university campuses. Um, and and uh, when it comes to, to some of these increases in crime we've seen in Victoria and Vancouver, clamping down on the anarchy, supporting our police, um, ending kind of this lawlessness you see at places like, like Ferry Creek and these uh, illegal blockades and bring a fundamentally different approach to the opioid crisis where we talk about prioritizing uh, re- rehabilitation 
rather than just handing out heroin uh, like candy, like it's candy on Halloween, which is what the NDP wants to do. So, um, but all of that aside, uh, I, I will say the other thing is to put an end to some of this ridiculous uh, attacks on British Columbia and Canada's history, um, to stop playing identity politics and, and pitting different groups against each other, to stop going around and, and, and self-flagellating ourselves with, with how racist we are and all these other things. When the truth of the matter is British Columbia and Canada is among, if not the most welcoming place in the entire world. We have a history that's not perfect, but it's one that we can be proud of, that's for sure. And we, and we, should, be, we should be singing that, um, singing that tune every single day. And uh, I, think, I think really, if you think about it, the average person who lives in Canada, whether they arrived here uh, two minutes ago or, or 100 years ago or, or 10,000 years ago, all know that to be fundamentally true. So uh, that's a message that I want to put that I want to push, and uh, we already have two political. Uh, we already have two woke political parties in BC. I don't think we need a third. <laughs> well, that sounds great, Aaron, and good for you because so many politicians in the center and on the right are afraid to say what you just said because they don't want to be canceled. They don't want to uh, upset the sort of. Uh, you know, gatekeepers, the cultural gatekeepers who push really, really, you know, woke nonsense that is so offside with the general public uh, that that people just shake their heads in disbelief at some of the things you hear. I'll give you an example. I read a couple weeks ago about BC councillors, city councillors, uh, petitioning to change the name of British Columbia. I, I, I can't imagine a, a more unpopular notion among British Columbians to change the name of the province, um, for, you know, for, for, for something that people are so proud of and and and, and um, ha, it's been a part of the history and a part of the culture, a part of who you are as a, as a British Columbian. It's, it's right there in the name. And, and to say that we should change that um, is, is just so off-putting to so many people. I think they, they shake their head and they almost want to disengage from politics. So so good for you um, to, for standing up for the, the sort of common sense idea, standing against what more, I hope more politicians learn from you, Aaron, and see that it, you, know, you don't have to cower. Um, you don't have to pretend to be something you're not. And uh, articulating the ideas that are probably firmly held beliefs of most Canadians, most British Columbians, um, shouldn't be something that disqualifies you uh, from politics. What, what do you think you, um, your candidacy and your, you running, uh, what does it mean um, for outsiders and people who might consider getting into pol- politics but don't want to? Um, what, what, what do you think it means for um, establishment p- political parties in Canada? Well, we'll see how it goes. But I think there's lots of people on the outside who are who are watching this race very closely, who are watching my candidacy very closely, because, I mean, you kind of uh, identified it right there. It's, it's a challenge to the political establishment from the, the growing body of people who are outside that establishment, but have built large followings. And I think it's a test case um, uh, to see uh, what I view as democracy in action. Look, I, I, I have a lot of faith in everyday people. And people are at the core of what politics is all about. And I think that people haven't been served well by our current crop of political choices. So if you believe that and you have a following to do something about it, it's, it's time to put that theory to the test. So that, that's what I'm doing. And I do think if we are successful, it will be a wake-up call to establishment politicians and establishment political parties all across the country that they're vulnerable and hopefully a rallying cry to those on the outside who want to make a difference, um, that it's time to, it's time to, to step up in, in various jurisdictions and, and start, uh, 
turning uh, turning things around in, in this country. Well, Aaron Gunn, we will be watching this race very closely. Uh, it's it's really exciting to see someone like yourself involved in the, in the process, and uh, we will certainly be following this throughout the campaign. Uh, thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you so much for uh, having me, Candace. All right, we, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again, uh, hopefully soon. Uh, Aaron Gunn running for leader of the British Columbia Liberal Party. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.